Welcome to the Orthodox Logos. My name is Ian Silver, and today I'm joined by Mark Rattel. Um, some of you guys may know him from YouTube with his alias Rat Tail. He's uh, always in the, the live chats. If you've been in any of my videos or a Devotional Hearts, Jay Dyer, David Patrick Harry, kind of kind of floating around in there a little bit. But he's an Orthodox catechumen, a film aficionado, which is epic. I love that creator of VHS Wildlife Preserve, which is a VHS group on Facebook with over 2,000 members. He is a husband and a loving father. So uh, I'm excited to have you, Mark, and you know, thanks for taking the time to be here after our minor uh, tech tech issues, boomer tech. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully there's no more on my end, but well, um, we should be okay. I'll be upgrading my tech here uh, shortly as well, so I'm looking cool. forward to that. Well, um, Christ is risen. Christ is risen, truly, brother. Yeah. Yes, so it's been a it's been a good couple of weeks, and um, I guess we can just kind of kind of get into it. The whole I was asking you uh, prior what the whole uh, wildlife preserve VHS group thing is, because when you first sent me that you did VHS, I mean I know what a VHS is. I used to collect them like the old ones just to watch with my kid, but I was yeah. kind of like I was kind of confused. I was like, this is a thing. It kind of like threw you off, huh? Yeah. So it's a thing. Yeah, no, People it's, collect it's them. It's super, it, it's become trendy all of a sudden. I was, I got into it. I used to work at a video store um, back in like 2012-ish kind of uh, time period. I was, I was working at a video store called Blowout DVD. Oh, great. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. From there, I, uh, I would get dvds for like a dollar a pop and i got i got let go from that spot and um i ended up finding another another local video store called kensington video and in the back they had this like hidden vhs tape area that was kind of like it was just like this treasure trove for a film aficionado or whatever you want to call it you know but it was it was awesome for me because it was only 50 cents a pop and it was all these weird movies just weird obscure old cinema from the 70s and 80s b movies all kinds of stuff and um that's kind of where my, my love for VHS kind of got rekindled from my childhood. Yeah, I you've started got collecting a, and a big yeah. wall, big wall of them there. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot. I got too many. There's a lot going on here. I have like 10,000. Do you really? Yeah, I do. I do. So there's, there's like a lot boxes that... all over, all, all over here, like outside of the, it's just boxes of tapes. It's how does, uh How's your wife like that? She hates it. <laughs> you know, she hates it. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And I'm kind of, um, I think you've probably noticed I've been selling some books. I'm kind of yeah, I've I've noticed, man. You have a some some pretty cool looking books there, actually. Yeah, so I've I can been... I can relate with you, but also yeah. it's like um, I just picked up this little I guess you could call it a gig at the library um, 
the town over where every week I'll go in and help the, the old ladies move stuff. And I kind of, kind of like with you, I get to be in the back room and see yeah. stuff, see stuff before it comes in. And I know if I'm paying a dollar for a book, that's worth a hundred bucks. My two hours of volunteer time is, is worth it. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, no, I used to, I used to help the owner, uh, guy of Kensington video would come every Tuesday morning, me and my buddy, Danny, help him move in the boxes and get like first dibs. It was, it was just such a cool experience being part of that culture right at the tail end of it before it shut down. Cause there's none of those places left now. There's like so one just, blockbuster, I think. Right. And yeah. And like Portland, Ohio, Oregon or some, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I think that one's might be on the verge of shutting down too. I wouldn't be surprised. So crazy. Yeah. So do you, um, are you able to like resell these things or what, what is oh, your Yeah, question? no, I actually see, here's the thing. There's, there's now there's a market for, um, sealed VHS tapes are, are like booming right now on eBay. I ended up selling a, a street fighter sealed tape for, for 600 bucks a couple months back. What'd you yeah. pay for it? Like 10 cents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I right? love it. I love it. That's great. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, I used to sell vintage cameras too, so I'm I'm very familiar with the type of lifestyle, and that's where I wanted to ask you just about the name. Like you were telling me, the wildlife preserve, which I was thinking, okay, this has to do with like animals, but you were explaining it's something different. Well, yeah, no, it it, it was almost like a, a play on words there. I used to be like really into hip hop and MCing and freestyling and all that, so uh, it was kind of like a play on words. And I was really into that at the time, like VHS wildlife. And it's also like a double meaning because then hunting in the wild, like drifting and then preserve, preserving tapes. But then it's almost also like wildlife preserve. I don't know. Yeah, I like it. Some yeah. li some linguistics there. Yeah, yeah. I was so uh, are you going to spit something for us? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, no, I'm not <laughs> spitting anything. <laughs> not live, not live. Okay, good. <laughs> I'll send you some of my old freestyles on my, on my old channel. I'm a little cool. rusty right now. Cool. I'm a little rusty, but. Yeah. But also, um, you're a, a catechumen. When did you, I guess we'll get into, you know, some of the background of, of things. Yeah. When, when did you find the church? What is your um, upbringing? Kind of walk us through that yeah. a little bit. Totally. So I was raised Catholic. My mother was a devout Catholic. I used to walk to Catholic school and to Catholic church to her before I even went to school every day. We would walk like a couple miles to uh, St. John of the Cross Wow. in uh, Lemon Grove. So we'd go there like super devout my mother and um i started going to catholic school from preschool to sixth grade was my last year at catholic school at saint john of the cross and i was baptized as a baby i was uh baptized by father jerry his name was and i think he he prophesied to my mother that i was going to be like the next john the baptist i don't know about all that you know yeah. i haven't lived up to that one yet i haven't lived <laughs> I, don't, I don't think i'm gonna but um you know it was interesting and uh, he was very he was a cool priest from what I hear. And um, so, yeah, I went there, but I, I always, I, I was very devout at the beginning. And then I always had issues with the theology. I had issues. And then later on, it made a lot more sense coming into orthodoxy. Like a lot of those puzzle pieces really started yeah. coming together as far as like, at that time, I didn't understand PayPal infallibility or even what that was, but I knew something was up. I was like, man, this dude's got a lot of like power and like, yeah. you know, Pretty and um, yeah. And I was, and, and, and then there was certain aspects of confession where it felt like I was doing it to the priest. And then when I found out how confession worked in uh, orthodoxy, I was like, man, this is perfect. Like, this yeah. is the way it should be. And I was like, oh, this is the way it was before it was changed. I was like, oh, okay. And it's, it's just interesting to find those things out and, and really put those puzzle pieces together where as a child, even instinctually, even wanting to be devout, wanting to believe, I was like, man, something's up here, something's off. And then finding that, that 
later on coming to orthodoxy really putting those having it all come together it was just really beautiful and the first way that i came to it was through kotel was through oh wow church of eternal logos shout so, out david patrick harry yeah shout out to him man i mean yeah i i, I went to i basically had come back from a very high dose mushroom ceremony with my wife. It was like a 15 gram ceremony on native land with natives. And it was, it was insane. It was like spiritual warfare. 100%. Do you want to, do you want to get into that? Should we get into that now? Do you want to, we or, can get into that. Yeah. Or do you think, do you think that. it's, do you think it's worth kind of taking that after we talk about your finding the faith? What do you think? Because I mean, I we, guess it, can, it is how you found the faith. In a honestly, way. that's how I found it, though. Yeah. So let's go. Let's, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's like, um, so I mean, I, I started out with like, uh, I guess first one of the first things I came to after falling away from Catholicism was Buddhism. Same. Here. And uh, yeah, I read, I read, uh, what was it, The Art of Happiness by of the Dalai Lama. And there's like uh, the four, was, the four agreements, and yeah, 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 yeah. I came into that, and it was just like, it, it, I think it got me with like the reverse psychology. It was like. Totally, I think the Dalai Lama at the beginning, he said something like, um, if this doesn't apply to your life, totally disregard it. And if it does, then apply it. And I was like such a rebel at the time. I was like, oh, yeah, this must be true then, right? He's just like, sounds, like, sounds oh, right. Like, yeah, it just felt right. It felt so good, you know? And it was that, that's what I was in that stage of just wanting to be told something nice and pretty and sweet. And, and it told me a lot of that. And uh, I didn't go too deep into that, but it just helped me through. I thought it helped me through a rough period. It, it kind of, I was reading that. And I actually appreciate every point that I went through because I, it helps me gain more clarity just seeing all the, uh, how it's all so similar. Yeah, There's a lot is. of similar spirits in the, in the, in the new age and in all these different religions. And then from there, I went to uh, Kundalini yoga and Hinduism. And I was super deep, like super duper deep into that. I did that for about 10 years. I started out doing this introductory class like every day. Well, like and, Ash, and Ashtanga? I was doing uh, just said- this beginner's class with, uh, it was Sarah Klein, Sarah Klein introductory class, just introduction to Kundalini yoga. And I was doing that. It was like a 50 minute class, kind of basic. And I was just kind of like mastering that for a while. And then I started, um, doing refill yoga it was kundalini yoga through refill yoga was the name and um there was a lot of classes in that like there was a wide range of different yoga practices within that and um i was just doing it online but i was deep into it i was very deep into it and and early on i actually had what they what they call what they refer to as a blue pearl experience where you where you're imagining um where you're, where you're doing a breathing exercise, a very deep breathing exercise and focusing your energy into your third eye. And uh, I saw a blue orb of energy come into my third eye, basically. And I felt like a surge of energy come to that's, my body. Uh, that's called a demon. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> 100%. 100% demonic. Don't do this. I don't, I don't recommend doing yeah. this at all. Like, yeah. like, just so you guys know, like, I'm just describing what, like, what I was going through what, and what, from the perspective I was in at the time. And um, yeah, it affected me deeply because I, I, at the time I was agnostic and I didn't really believe in God at all. So just the universe or. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was kind of, I, I was just, um, the only thing I know for sure is that I don't know anything at all. That's that a was very, my, that's, that was my motto. That was my motto at the time. <laughs> that's a very like Zen Buddhist approach. To yeah, life. yeah, exactly. So that's where I was at. That's where I was but at. Honestly. It also does. I mean, it makes sense. Like. We don't, right? we, do, we don't know anything. 
Mm-hmm. But that's not the only thing that we know. Right. So it's right. like they trick you with these with these words and these slogans, and you're like, oh yeah. And there may like, be a sliver of truth in it, but it's exactly. like ultimately it, it usually leads you in a self-destructive cycle. Well, that's that's how that's how the devil works. He gives you yeah. sliver, sliver, you know, he's working on half truths. Exactly. Like, you can find that everywhere you go. And then, like you said, whenever you discovered Orthodox, you're like, yeah, putting the puddle puzzle pieces together. And another thing I wanted to say about um, even at a young age recognizing it, it's like our childlike innocence and just like our childlike tendencies to to recognize things that are inherently good and bad is so much more prevalent than like when we get older because we're just you know we're bombarded by all these things that our senses are kind of like you know blocked from from the truth but when you're a kid when you're a kid you just you kind of just know i think it's like well the untainted news yeah right and then come into orthodoxy just that and I, i used to always talk about like there was points later on when coming into like lower levels of christianity what i considered to be like kind of rising up into when i came to what i believe to be the original church orthodoxy um it's just it's it's interesting what were we talking what was i saying again i lost my i lost my you were uh, thought there well the last thing we were on was the blue sphere yeah okay well let's go back to <laughs> yeah, that we can but, go back to that um so i i so you had this another- experience yeah, I had that experience. Another interesting thing to note, though, is the is the logospermaticos mm. aspect of uh, of of orthodoxy, where you can find these slivers of truth and it can explain it from an orthodox perspective, the way Justin Martyr did. But that ultimately, the fulfillment of that truth is orthodoxy. Yeah, coming to find that later on. But um, the blue sphere, I had that experience. Uh, it affected me. It changed me from a person who was like maybe god exists to definitely something exists i thought i experienced something divine in that moment come to find out it was something demonic later on a fallen mm. angel not a not a risen angel yeah or a, you know um so that experience affected me deeply i i went on to keep practicing yoga for a long time it like really actually invigorated my practice i got oh yeah you're also like invigorated like, oh. it fed into my ego it fed my ego is really what it fed yeah because you felt like you got something out of it Finally. yeah yeah and it, and it happened very early on too so that also fed into my ego and i stuck with that for a long time and then i started getting into psychedelics i started doing these walks with a local group it was a, a veterans group and um we started doing these walks and uh it, it was presented in a very in a very healing manner you know like p- healing ptsd i don't have any veteran background aspects or anything but i just I was looking for healing and I was very into the new age at the time. And, and I was like, this might be the culmination of my practice of my Kundalini. You know what I mean? And this me, I felt like I was led here. I was very into like synchronicities and astro theology, Santos Panachi. Like I was deep down the rabbit hole. Bro. Yeah. Like, I mean, all of it, you know, all of it, anything but Christ, basically anything, but like just basic, even basic Christianity. I was just, but I had been repelled from from uh catholicism and kind of a watered down western christianity which a lot of us i feel like have been repelled from and even rightfully so to some aspect right yeah and that's why i kind of tried to relate to some of these people in similar walks of life i try i try to relate to them like bro i I get it yeah western western christianity but have you delved into orthodoxy right yeah no it has exactly yeah i agree it's like like you said rightfully so it's like we we wonder why people turn away from christianity it's because it's the christianity that they're being taught is not is not christianity right 
you know? Right. So yeah, the new age is, um, I lived in Sedona. I'm sure you know that, or you might've right. heard it. So it's oh, yeah. like peak. Very prevalent there, right? Peak, peak, woo, woo, charging your crystals, singing bowls, full moon drum circles. I mean, the whole, yeah. the whole thing. So I was a, a really, really good yogi, like very, very deep into it. I didn't do much of the Kundalini stuff. I did like Ashtanga or just like vinyasa flows. Gotcha. But like really crazy stuff, like touch my toes to my head, full scorpion. Like right. Crazy. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't very flexible. I was more into the, I was into like the deep breathing exercises and I was just yeah. trying to get, yeah. Mine was purely ego-based. Like, look what I yeah. can do. Look what I can exactly, do. Exactly, right. Look what I can do. Yeah, yeah. And look where but that it's got like, me. It's, it's funny because it's, I, I realized the things I was doing, like even at the higher levels, it's just like it's demons mocking me. I was yeah. like a demon mocking me through my actions. And it was like, it's so crazy to look back and see myself like crossing my eyes to like try to meet my pineal gland. And I'm like, I look so ridiculous. Like, what was I doing? Thumbnail for the but, video. Right, you know? <laughs> oh, man. So it's after, crazy. So after you had that experience and you continued yeah. uh, practicing yoga and doing all the new age stuff, where, mm -hmm. where, did, where did that lead you? You started doing psychedelics? That you... led me to, yeah, microdosing. And I had had an experience about 10 years back where I did some, uh, some mushrooms and I, and I felt like I was dying. And I actually turned purple, not like hallucinating that I was purple, but I was with someone else who didn't take any. And I was actually purple and I felt like I was dying and I was cold to the touch. And um, I don't know why I came back to it. From the, I felt like I wanted to conquer that for some reason. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to conquer it. That, that was my mentality, which wasn't, I don't recommend no. any of this. Like that showed anymore. you a sign of weakness and you were like, I need to, I need to do it again and not be, yeah. weak, not be weak. Exactly, exactly. That was my thought process at the time. I was like, I need to conquer this. I need to somehow. So I started coming back to it and um, I, had a, I had, I guess what you would call more positive experiences, which, which were just 100% demonic. Yeah. actually just tripping um, out tripping out really yeah i was hard. tripping actually i was I, I thought i was visited by one of my deceased friends i thought i had visitation from a deceased friend which was a demon in disguise when you come to read more orthodox theology and and, and realize what's really happening and then be like wow that sounds a lot like what i experienced and did yeah. i test the spirit no i didn't test the spirit of, of course and well um, you welcomed the spirit which allowed more to come in exactly and it just everything that happened led me into what what I'll, well i'll explain what culminated on that night of the ceremony yeah but um i had some 5g you know alone in the dark kind of like through the night through the middle of the night experiences that was when i had a visitation um and then i started i kept going on these walks and eventually i came into contact with this group it was a a, a church out on native land in in correlation with this uh, veterans group and there was a ceremony held with about maybe 17 people, all men, except uh, for my wife. Peyote or masculine? No, this was a, a, a high dose mushroom ceremony, 15 grams. Oh, so hero dose? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, super heroic dose. And um, so we, we went out there for that. And we, um, we were gathering sage and going around the land and, and having all these experiences leading up to the night. And, I, and the ceremony started around 9 p.m and we we would come into the Womkish, and it's like the, it's got these posts you know and, and you walk in and you walk this way you walk uh clockwise you walk always clockwise around the fire there's some symbology the, there yeah definitely definitely and um so we sat around in a circle 
there's a fire in the center and there's a big pot of just tons of mushrooms. And um, we ended up holding out our hands and, and it, it was about, the mushrooms were like my hands full of mushrooms. I've never taken anything near that in my life. You know, I've done the 5G dose, but nothing like this. Me and my wife both did the, the full 15 grams. So we take that about 45 minutes in or so it starts kicking in. My, my wife looks up and she looks at the sky and she's like, is there star, are the stars gone? And, the, and it seemed like the stars had disappeared. Like the, the, the sky was just pitch black. So it's an open top. And it's an open top, but the, the, it's, it's closed around the sides except cool. for one walkway and then a fire in the center. Hmm. And then like a chief kind of leading the ceremony, other natives there and some, and mostly veterans. And are, are these like these are real like, natives yeah so this is like a legit this isn't like it's pretty legit we're on native land yeah yeah it's like but it's young people but it's young folks and they're like 20 oh dude. some of them are like leading it in like their 20s 28 ish they, they start have, doing peyote very early yeah no he has, he has experience, bad experience in that realm too leading up to that so yeah you know they were they were legit as legit as they could be for that for where we were and uh, yeah. for their age, I would say. Yeah. And um, so, so yeah, she it, looks up. She's she asked, looks up. Oh, the, the stars, the, the stars gone. The stars have disappeared. We're, we're, she says we're in a portal, and it felt like we were in a portal, like we opened up a portal. We just didn't know we opened up a portal to what I believe to be hell, yeah. or some some just an opening for demonic spirits to come through. Because shortly after, there was an older gentleman to the right of us, and uh, he stood up and he started like moving like a gremlin almost like the, the dude from the Lord of the Rings. It was, it was so disturbing to see. And, it, and he started moving around like uh, in, this, in this demonic, just, and he's making these demonic sounds and uh, grunting. And this, this was real or this wasn't part of the, this was No, this like was not my, this was not a hallucination because I, I, was, I was almost asking my wife, I was like, you saw that too, right? Like, yeah. and it wasn't a hallucination. I could tell the difference even on that high of a dose. It was, it was easy to de determine what was, at least at first, it, it yeah. got into a place where I didn't know reality from fantasy. And that was later on in the night. Um, so you got this dude crawling around like Gollum. Yeah, we got this dude going around like Gollum from uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. And uh, it's tripping me out. And I'm like, okay, just focus on yourself. Focus on the fire. That's what they told me. You breathe. Know, so I'm staying, breathe, right? Do your Kundalini, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just Kundalini it all the way through, you know. And um, I really was. I was doing my breathing exercises, all that nonsense, focusing on the fire. And um so we tough it out, dude. We're out there till like um, maybe 2 a.m. ish or so. And the, and the ceremony wraps up. We're just sitting around the fire and uh, kind of observing. And we, we told our intentions beforehand. I think my intentions were to tap into source. And uh, I, was, like, I wanted to work. Uh, that word. Yeah, I know, dude. That's my mentality at the time. Like I had the I had the the what was it? Quartz crystal around my neck. Quartz crystal necklace. Yeah. And there was weird things going on with that that night, even like it felt like it was so hot I had to take it off my chest. And I don't think it was from the fire. It felt like it was energies just like it was it was crazy. It was an intense night, the most intense night of my entire life. And um, so we go inside. The, the ceremony's wrapping up. They put out the fire. We go inside. But there was weird tension throughout the night. They were making like weird comments like as uh, they were you guys? the fire. Yeah, yeah. Like the Indian dude, as he was as he was putting out the fire behind me with the hose, he was saying like he got some water on me. I was just sitting there kind of meditating still. And he was like, Oh, I'm just pissing on you. Don't worry about it. It was like it was just kind of weird because I'm like there with my wife, you know? 
Yeah. And it was it was just weird, weird vibe. You start getting weird vibes. And I'm like, man, maybe this isn't as holy of a of a thing as I as I thought it was. And you start I, there was other things throughout the night that no, I but up. those little comments, it's like yeah, that's, that's not that's not something that should be happening during a sacred ritual. Exactly. I was like, maybe it's this not the language as... that you use. Yeah, no, because I really prepared for this thing. Like I'd fasted from like uh, sexual activity with my wife for like a month. Like I, I really took all this stuff serious. I thought See, it was once again, really there's good. like those like slivers of truth. Like whenever you go do heavy doses of anything like ayahuasca or mushroom chips, it's like you fast, you don't, right. you don't have sex. You do all these things to lead up to this experience. And it's like, yeah. we, we do the same thing, but we do it in a truly holy manner, you know, to, exactly. con to connect with God, not source. Source is like, yeah. man, that word in Sedona. Exactly. People no, are like, trust me. People are like yeah. oh, con connecting with source. I'm like, no, you're, you're yeah, connecting with Yeah, because that goes hand demons. in hand with the universe too. Yeah. It's like, that's a piece of creation that resides under the creator. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Exactly. And it's like, and, and there was a lot of that at that ceremony, there was a lot of that, um, over giving too much reverence to creation nature mother nature a lot of mother yeah. nature talk and i and it stem, stems from mother gaia worship and all yeah. these these aspects that that go deep into uh histories of paganism and all types of religions that have you know yeah people are obsessed with um i think the like the the way to say it is we're in love with the invention and not the inventor exactly it's like we're so we're so like you know oh yeah mother earth it's like well, who, who made mother earth? Right. You know, it's a, it's like a sub sub creation type thing. Yeah. So, okay. So sorry. Sorry. I like to yeah. pick, pick stuff apart. So ceremony no, wrap, no wraps up. There's some exactly. things, some things being said, the vibes are getting weird. Yeah. What and so, happens so we're next? heading, we're heading into the house. My wife, uh, she's having trouble. It's really hitting us at this point. We have a room to stay in, in the house. We're going into the room. Um, we make a couple pit stops in the bathroom and I'm like, I, I don't remember too much of this. Honestly, I'm starting to black out. She's starting to have visions where she thinks she's Mary and I'm Joseph and our son mouth. I'm like, Oh my God, this is blasphemy. We got to get out of here. Even then I knew that was, that right. I was like, Oh, this is, I, I, even then I was like, Oh no. I was like, we got to go. I was like, we're, we're losing our minds here. And so they're trying to have a sleep in this room. But like after these, after I heard that, I was like, oh, hells no. And plus I had this, <laughs> this, this lingering, um, this lingering feeling of sacrifice in the air. And I'm not saying they were going to sacrifice us, but I just felt like the spirit of sacrifice in the air lingering. It was weird. I didn't know well, how to explain your it. Your soul. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, my, I was sacrificing a piece you, of my soul that night. You could have lost, you could have totally. lost it all, man. Yeah, no, totally. And, and, then, and it came to that shortly after. And I, I, so I pick her up. And I'm, and I'm taking her outside and I'm like, we got to go. And people think I'm like going, losing my mind. They're like, why are you dragging your wife outside? Like she's trying to go to bed. It was just a mess at this point. I can it imagine. It was a mess. It was hitting the fan, dude. Everything was hitting the fan. So there's a bunch of dudes on 15 grams that have like PTSD outside, kind of like wandering around. Some have went to bed. Some are still around the fire. There's like still a little bit of a fire going. You not know? Pe it's, not it's, people that you want to upset in a yeah, moment, in a moment yeah. like that. Right? Yeah. And so there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of tension and there's people trying to calm me down. There's uh, one dude that was, that was doing well to calm me down in the moment. I couldn't really speak at this point. At this point, I, I lost my ability to speak. I was so far gone. And then I remember a demon voice in my head saying, I, I remember really feeling like I was in a portal of like just th this dark abyss where I was cut off from 
the love of God. Like if you've ever heard the, the your mate Tom interview with yep. uh, David Patrick Harry yep. dead on exactly the same thing I felt. I was like, Oh man, that's what I felt totally. And I saw that right when I had come back from this experience. So back to the experience, I, I was totally cut off from God's love. It felt like, and I was stuck in this abyss and there was this voice in my head, this demonic voice saying the sun doesn't rise here. Like ever, like you're just stuck here forever. There's no love. There's no happiness. There's no your son. There's no. And it was like, and then I started losing the memory of my son. Ugh. Like it was being wiped clean from my head, my son, Malachi. And I was, I was, I just started losing my mind. And, I, and no one, I couldn't really tell anyone what was going on in that moment. And I, and I remember getting up and being like, well, if this is going to happen, I might as well just die. And I was like, the only way out of this is I had this voice in my head telling me to jump in the fire. It's like, if you want to see your son again, just jump in the fire. So I get up. And I, I howl at the moon like a wolf. Obviously, I, ha I was fighting a demon at the time, too. Yeah. It was demons just flowing all through the ceremony. I howl at the moon and I, and I jump into the fire. Like I swan dive into the fire. And I lay there and it, until a gentleman pulls me out. So he pulls me out. I wipe myself off and I'm like, and I'm like surprised, almost like I came back to reality in that moment. I didn't know what was real and what wasn't even anymore. I couldn't tell the difference between reality and what I was tripping at that point. And I was like, Oh my God, that's real. That was real. That's what I said. Yeah, and I, walked I, over. I really jumped into the fire. <laughs> yeah. I really just jumped into a pit of flames, swan dove into it and laid there. It was insane. So I get out and then, and then one of the other gentlemen is like really worked up. People are worked up at this point, of course. And, um, well, they're smoking. all tripping off. They're tripping hard. Yeah. Well, one of the, there was a helper there who was sober, sober on mushrooms, sober off mushrooms. But I mean, there's everyone was, no one was really sober there. Yeah. It was, there was like 60 joints being passed around. It was ridiculous. Like the, the ceremony was, we were being smothered with joints during the ceremony. I didn't mention that part. It was like so many joints. It was ridiculous. I'd never that's, seen so many joints in my life. That's not going to help. Yeah. It didn't help anything really. It, it was, it was overwhelming, but, um, so yeah, that happened. There was a gentleman confronting me after I got out of the fire. He kind of stepped into my space. I punch him. He, he kind of like bucked up on me. I punch him in the moment. He falls to the ground. I get tackled from the side by another gentleman. I feel about three people on me. I'm not sure. My wife said there was a couple of dudes on me. I, I push myself back up. We wrestle around a little bit. There's a scuffle. It's, it's, it's just real intense. So then it, one gentleman's like, okay, okay, okay. And then we, we start calming down. Everything starts calming down a little bit, but there's a lot of tension, obviously at this point, the, the, the cops get threatened to call to be called. And we don't want to deal with the, the cops obviously on a, on a reservation type mm -hmm. of uh, situation. And we didn't really want any of this to, to get just to wanted to leave. gotten to. Yeah. We really wanted to leave, but they didn't want us to drive on a high dose of mushrooms. So it was, a, it was, a, they had a point as well in that aspect, but we really just had to get out of there. But you're I like, sensed, hey, dude, this is I, demonic. If I stay I'm, here, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen that night. It was not, we had to leave. So we get in the car and uh, we start driving. They're kind of guiding us out to make sure we're not going to like just drive off the side of a cliff or something. And um, that whole altercation didn't necessarily sober us up, but sobered us up enough to be able to drive home. And, it, but still, that whole ride home felt like we were trying to drive out of a portal. Like a how long was your drive from hell? It it was um, 
it was about an hour or two hours. It's hard to say because it felt like seven hours. Yeah, it felt like it eternity. It felt like forever. <laughs> like that was the worst part of the trip. I was like, we're never going to make it home. And all the streets looked the same in this in this area. It was like this windy, like uh, very like trees hovering over the nature over overriding the road it was just in, intense and overwhelming and it's the pitch black of night it's like 3 30 in the morning of course a weird hour too you know and i was super into like synchronicity yeah like and, the witching hour yeah exactly we got into the car at exactly that hour to drive yeah. home i feel like regardless of whether or not people believe in like angel numbers or any of that stuff yeah. like, nothing good happens at 3 30 in the morning oh yeah no definitely unless it's not. at an orthodox church Right. Yeah. Unless unless like doing a, a night vigil. Exactly. <laughs> but three thirty in the morning driving on mushrooms, like nothing good's going to happen. Yeah, no. And, and you could feel that. And check this out. I haven't even mentioned this when I told the stories the other time. So we're driving home in the middle of the night. We, we didn't cut anyone off. There's no one on the road. Right. And we're coming by maybe Poway out of the, the Indian reservation territory. We're coming into like Poway area and out of nowhere this truck comes and he's trying to pull us over and he's like trying to like ah, yelling something I don't know if he had a gun or what it was so weird we're not hallucinating it, this is 100% real I'm trying to get us to pull over I'm like we're not pulling I was like don't pull over whatever you're like is, you're like, like on the edge going. of the reservation you, we're just coming out of the reservation and we're crossing through Poway area back trying to get back to El Cajon well, and we're and it's the pitch black middle of the night and there's this dude he's like a white dude with like a baseball cap like looking super proper in the middle of the night trying to attack us i was like dude that's like a demon infecting someone trying to like yeah. chase us I, I could feel it. it was so weird and it felt like he was trying to kill us it was and i was like do not stop the car so we just and kept driving who knows how long he'd been was, following you dude it was weird and he and he pulled up and he was next to us and he was like yelling and i was like we don't have a flat tire or anything and it was I don't know where he came from. I don't even see him at the ceremony at all. I don't even think he was from there. Some sort of like entity or, or something. I really think it was, it was an entity that it, it, it had, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. It's so, it still weirds me out to this day, even telling that part of the story. And but your wife, your wife it. saw it. My wife saw it. She was there with me and she, and she'll attest to it a hundred percent that it was Ugh. something demonic. Yeah. So how? So now you're out of the reservation. This so we're out of the reservation. This crazy guys. This crazy guys <laughs> like trying to kill us for no reason, and um, we just keep going. We keep going, and we make it home eventually. And the sun's rising just as we're coming home. I'm like, oh my god, it's just like, I was so happy to get home. Honestly, with that children. was probably like a beautiful moment. It was so beautiful in that in that moment, and I was like, I never want to do mushrooms ever again, and I never did. And, uh, and, and shortly after that, it was like Kotel, like Church of Eternal Logos was almost just placed like right in front of me, like providentially, just because I was really into Dakota Wint, right? I was into Dakota of Earth. And yeah. who's friends with Dakota of, Dakota of Earth? Uh, your mate Tom. And then your mate Tom's on Kotel. I think I saw, I had been introduced to it before then, but that one really struck a chord with me because it was directly like, oh, that's what I experienced. And someone else experienced it too. And oh, yeah, same, okay. same here. I've, I've done like, I've done more. I've done, yeah, I've experienced the same kind of thing. Luckily, I was with friends, but right. it, was, it was still a very dark experience. Like, you know, at one point, they weren't my friends. They were, they were demons trying to attack me. And then it came to the right. point where they were, they were like, we're going to leave you here. Wow. You know, we're not you're losing your mind. We're going to leave you here. And I just like sat, sat at my That's friend's crazy... house for like a whole day, just 
tripping. Just losing yeah. your mind, right? Yeah, and also, um, I'll tell you something real. Well, actually, you you continue because I'll tell you I'll tell you a crazy experience. I well, had honestly, I, if you if you want to if you want to go, honestly, I'd I'd love to hear. Okay, and it, that was kind of like the end of that moment. Honestly, that was the, that, that was, was your com- coming to God moment. Yeah, and and just seeing the 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 synchronicities because I was very into synchronicities, but I, I now I call it God's providence. Yeah, you know, and I love. I love the way that David Patrick Harry explains that just breaking those things down, coming from a new age perspective and then breaking it down. No, this is, this is real. And there's seeds of truth here, but here's the culmination of this in orthodoxy and it's God's providence. Yeah. And we do have a Greek word, uh, synergia, you know, like right. we, we do believe in synergy, but that's when yeah. you and God are working together, not yeah. God trying not to the, work not, with you and you working against yeah. him. Like not the Carl Jung no. type of synchronicity. Like no. that's not what I'm, cause I used to be very into that, but yeah. no. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's kind of interesting that we've all experienced similar things that that led us here, and it's amazing how many people are are coming to the church. And there's also still like this, and I'm, I pray for these people. There's this group of people who are leaving New Age and they're becoming like born again Christians, and they don't realize the deception in like they're just into that. another layer of it. Yeah, exactly. and the thing was, it's I better, but went, is it? Yeah. I actually went through that even uh, during that whole time, like when I went out to um, that experience, when I went through that ceremony, I was going to like a Baptist church. Yeah. But that shows how str- like that faith wasn't really, it wasn't real. You it didn't know what keep, I mean? It didn't keep you from doing it those things. From doing that. You know, it didn't no. keep me from wearing a crystal around my neck. My priest should have said something or he wasn't a priest, <laughs> he was a pastor. He should have yeah. said something to me. You yeah. know what the heck you got on your neck, boy? Yeah. You know, <laughs> but he didn't do that. You know, it's but true. I, an Orthodox priest would probably have to say something. To yeah, you. I mean, like, hey, bro, get that out of here. They don't allow um like things like yeah. the evil eye when you're being baptized. Exactly. And that, yeah. That's and a that's shouldn't. a weird one. Shouldn't. That's yeah, that's a weird one because some Orthodox people I know, like in, in the East, maybe more like um, I don't know the exact region, but I've seen people online that are Orthodox that have the evil eye on them, right. and. Either they they might have been born Orthodox or converted, but I don't think they understand like what they're actually wearing. There's a lot of things that people don't even understand what they're doing. That's yeah. how that's how cunning if one is. It's like you don't even realize it. Yeah, at it, all. It's like it's the little crystal. Presented. It may seem innocent, but what are your intentions with it? Are you wearing it just because yeah. you like you like rocks and crystals? Cool. It's so tricky because it's like you can go like acupuncture a lot of people may think and then you're all of a sudden you're into reiki healing and crystal healing it's like one step away like one little you know pilates yoga like it's like it's very close and it's like where do we draw the line i don't know and it's hard it's hard to find where the line that's what i've been trying to you know what i mean but i don't do any now coming from yoga i don't do anything i just i just stretch i do my stretching i do my shadow boxing i don't delve into any of that i don't need that what i can do is prostrations and that's a beautiful thing. I can say yeah. the Jesus prayer. I can breathe yeah. in, say, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. And I can breathe out and say, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Yeah. Boom. That's all I need. I don't need yoga. No. It's, you know? it's something that, that <laughs> I, it's, it's something I struggled with, but I know my wife struggled with, um, you know, like, I guess, breaking the cycle of doing yoga because she loved it. And I know yeah. why. She, I know why she loved it. She was good at it. Um, yep. it was, it was good for her body. I, I don't yeah. think she was doing it for any of the negative reasons, but when you go right. to a yoga class, the energy in a yoga class, regardless of why you there, it's, it's, there's like, there's something there. And the people that most of the people, and I'm not speaking for everybody, but a lot of like, yeah. especially the guys that go there, they're going to pick up chicks. 
Oh yeah. They're going to boost their ego. Like there's a lot of open, like sexual energy in that exactly. whole scene, dude. It's like, it's creepy. Oh, when I the, when the guy one, yoga to... teacher's pushing the, like, yeah, like, exactly. Like, like, like oh, so you got to stretch deeper. We went to this, uh, I can't remember what it was called. It was like this, uh, water therapy thing for like ice. You can do it like an ice bath thing. And we were, we were there and there was like a, a breathing exercise where you're doing these deep breathing, like, uh, and, and you put a blind on and someone comes around and they're like touching your, like, uh, your shoulder. I was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. I don't want nobody touching me while I'm blindfolded. And like, good on you that. got some lady in the back moaning. It was too much, too yeah. much, too much going on. But dude, that's how you but open your heart chakra, bro. Right. Yeah. No, but the, <laughs> it's crazy. Like that's, those are the kind of things that happen. It's so, it's very telling. They're like, you need to let go. Just open your heart. It's like, mm. yeah. Not anymore, dude. No, it's 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 weird. I don't know you. I'm pulled in an alley. Yeah. Simple. So I had um, I won't go too deep into it because it's a very long story. But um, and Lord forgive me for this. It, it was um, I haven't really talked about this before at all. So it's kind of interesting. It was only okay. brought up, it was only brought up a few months ago by my mother. Um, I'll shorten the story. But I was really heavy into into LSD, and selling it, doing it, whatever right. the case may be. And um, I was still like in a transition of coming back to live with my parents and finding a new place. I think, I don't know how old I was, uh, maybe 18 or 19, but I'm doing all this acid. My mom calls me on the way home from work. Hey, do you need me to pick up anything from the store? And I'm like, pick up some sweet tarts for me. So she picks up a bag of sweet tarts brings them, you know, brings them home. She knows I'm out of my mind on drugs and, you know, she's trying to do the best she can to like, to help me and support me and also not, not, you know, encourage me to do these things. But I'm sitting there, she brings me these sweet tarts. She has her office across the hallway from me. I'm in my room. I have a, a Visine dropper full of LSD. I'm dosing, right. I'm dosing all the sweet tarts and from, from touching it, from just working with it, I'm like fried out of my mind. So I go to smoke a cigarette. I come back. I notice some sweet tarts are gone. Oh no. Yeah. So me not being the man I am now, and I'm already tripping. I already know what's happening. I say, Hey mom, did you eat some candy off my desk? Oh yes. Yeah, honey. What's wrong with that? I just leave. Oh man. I just left. And cause, cause I'm like, peaking like it's not a good right. time for me to hear this and right. i i can't bring myself it's like i couldn't bring myself to like snap out of it and try to help the situation so i leave i think like the girl i was with at the time comes with me uh, a friend picks me up down the street we go get a slurpee from 7-eleven you know like i'm trying to just make everything normal again i go pick right. up my, my other friend and he's like he's like something's wrong what's wrong i'm like i pretty sure my mom just ate like a bunch of my, my acid. So he's like, um, drop me off. I don't want to be, I don't want to be. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm he's like, back home. yeah, he's like, I don't want to. And I remember him, like I picked him up and he's eating this fudgesicle and I'm like, all I can see is this like fudgesicle, like melt melting over and over. Like, right. You know, it wasn't melting, but all I just kept seeing You're in it. this loop, like a thought loop, yeah. right? It was I, I'm so in, horrible. Like going home, I was caught in that thought loop. It's horrible. It felt like we were driving in circles. It was hellish. And it's like I I can I try to make light of these things. It's a very serious situation. And I've repented. Yeah. I've repented for it and I'll continue to repent for it. But just so oh, people know, I'm not like laughing at the situation. I'm just like kind of laughing at how stupid I was. Right, right. You know? And I and I, I can relate. 
yeah. I can relate. Not like laughing at you, but laughing. No. Like, I've been yeah. there, dude. Like I've yeah. been there, bro. A hundred percent. And I know. So we dropped my friend off. We're making all of our runs around the neighborhood, going to people's house to smoke, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, not, not in the mood for it. And my dad calls me, he's 25 years in the military. And wow. he's like, he's like, your mom's having a heart attack. Oh, wow. What was on that candy? And of course, at the time I lied and I said, my friend did it. My friend came over and must've uh, brought some drugs and, you know, thought I'd be okay with it, et cetera, et cetera. Now they, right. now they know, like without me even telling them, they know the truth now, like many, many yeah. years later. But yeah, my mom, um, she had a heart attack. My dad was pissed. The cops tried to get involved. One of my friends who I actually got the LSD from in the first place, we end up at his house. He's like, you got to go to the hospital, dude. He's like, he was like the only one who was like, you need to man up and go to the hospital. Cause like the cops had called me, the hospital called me. Cause they're trying to figure out what, what's in her. Why is she freaking out? Cause you know, if you don't know you're taking a hallucinogen, your body thinks it's been poisoned. Right. So her body right. and her brain and her heart went into this. I've been poisoned. I'm dying. She said like she's shock mode, right? Yeah. yeah. And she said she thought she was dying. Wow. You know, so this all happens. I don't go to the hospital. I just, this is another thing that's weird. Like the, I guess you could say like the clairvoyance that I had or the demonic forces that were working with me. Totally. were kind of like telling me it's weird. I don't know. I still can't, I can't navigate this. Like I knew my mom was going to be okay. Yeah. I knew I didn't need to go. I knew that she'd be okay. So three, 3 a.m. runs or rolls around. I'm at this, this party, this house party. Everybody's like snorting drugs, doing all this stuff. And this is the weirdest part. This girl, her name I'll, I'll leave out, but she had a parrot. And this parrot, parrot this, interesting. this parrot's name was Bubba. This is all real. This is a, whole, <laughs> a parrot a whole... named Bubba, dude. The, the interest this so it's so crazy. The worlds that you can end up in. Yeah. And it's sitting on my lap or on my, on my shoulder and I'm completely gone. Everybody's trying to get me to party, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, boom, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not where they're at. They have no idea. They know what happened, but they don't know how I'm feeling. They can't, I can't expl explain it to them. You know, like, dude, my right. mom's, my mom might be dead. Right. So this parrot is on me. I'm out of my mind. Three o'clock in the morning rolls around. My mom calls me and she says, I love you. Good night. And that was it. <laughs> that was it. Wow. Yeah. And the rest of the night I started, I went back to eating more drugs, smoking more weed. Right. And it was um, like never even talked about until uh, me and my wife were over at my parents' house, I don't know, maybe six months ago, maybe a little longer. But it came up kind of like jokingly, or I think we were watching something on YouTube about psychedelics. Um, my, mom's, my mom's chronically ill. She's been sick my whole life. So like, and I don't have any family in the States. So like, this was like heartbreaking to me. Like right. if I had, if I had lost her, I would, I would have, I would have nobody. So we were watching yeah. some, some show or whatever. And I think my dad or my mom's like, remember that one time? I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I remember, I remember that one time. <laughs> All so, right. So yeah, like it's oh, just yeah. shows how powerful, how much of a slave you become to that stuff. Like you couldn't, even in that situation, I couldn't yeah. man, man up and be like, this is wrong. I need to fix this situation. I ran away from the situation. Right. Because I was scared of, I was scared of, you know, the reality I've put myself in. Like, you know, I didn't want to face my consequences. And now that's something I have to live with. And, you know, glory to God. And, you know, my mom's still here and she forgives me. And 
I mean, it wasn't my intention, but it just shows when you get involved with the, with that type of crowd and you're just like careless and reckless with hallucinogens, like what happened to you? Yeah. Like you go from doing a, a microdose. Exactly. You go from a microdose where it's like, oh, I'm learning about this. And I'm just kind of like navigating through this, this realm. That's this beautiful realm. And then you like go too far and you're like, yeah. And that was the, like it went from it went from microdosing on nature walks like oh yeah this is so let's pick um to boom. some herbs over here let's let's let, let's pick some mort and go and go uh astral travel later you know yeah. and then uh all of a sudden like i can't get my soul back into my body you know yep. it's like so yeah i've 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 been there man i've been there i've done peyote mescaline dmt I, i've i've done it all and yeah it, it never there was always this thing inside of me where I was pretty good at as, as small as I am and as skinny as I am. I was like really good at handling. Like I could do right. a lot more than my bigger friends. And they're like, are you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Right. But I, I realize now like, man, that stuff was really, really bad for my soul. It led me to a whole nother life path that was almost impossible to get out of. But God was yeah. still, God was still there. Like just like waiting for me to kind of repent from it and and realize, you know, like God doesn't put something in your life that you can't overcome. And that's, that's what I've kind of, kind of realized about it. So yeah, that's my little story. So I'm sure that um, the haters, the haters will love, will love knowing that about me. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was a very interesting story. Yeah. And I'm, that was really cool. Yeah, was, I mean, it was, it was like, like probably like, cool. like 30 hits of acid. Mother. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I wasn't like drip. I wasn't like one drop. She probably, she probably took 30 hits. Maybe more. Wow. It wasn't like a drop. I've never done sweetheart. It was like, wow. So I've never done acid personally. I never did acid. I did, uh, I did San Pedro. I was getting into, you know, things of that nature. I was doing, um, what was I doing? I was just getting deep into herbalism and nothing against herbalism. I'm still into it. I was going down the a darker path with like wormwood and making these meads with like a lot of wormwood and I would put mushrooms in there and I would get a little crazy with it. So there's nothing wrong with herbs and and using them for certain. No, not at all. Not at all. No, no. I'm still into herbalism. Totally. Like using things like yarrow and ginger. And uh, there's, there's aspects that are really healing, like making your own tinctures. If you really know what you're doing, like I'm trying to think of the word, but the Orthodox community, there's a lot of homesteaders and there's right. a lot of, there's a lot of, I can't think of the word, but yeah, like, well, they sell, I mean, from Mount Athos, you can buy tinctures, you can buy tinctures yeah. from Mount Athos. You can, I mean, St. Paisios was deep into herbs, yeah. you know, so there's nothing it, wrong with it. But once again, just like wearing a crystal necklace, be careful, what's be the careful. intention? Like the, careful with the mugwort too, you know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> true. So yeah, that was my little, my little story I've never shared, but, uh, ultimately, like you said, I'm, I'm very grateful for, for the experiences. And I didn't live in an area I lived in. You know, I lived in St. Louis and New Orleans and I wasn't in the best area. There was, right. I mean, God, now that I know God is everywhere, but at that time I didn't, didn't I didn't even know. I didn't yeah. know. So, okay. So enough about my little story. I just want to share, cause I never, I've never shared that before in your story. No, that was, made me want to open up about it. So you've right. had this, you've had this demonic trip. Yeah. You, re- you real, you come home, you're with your kids, your wife, you realize I'm done. Um, what yeah. what happens next um so i'm just kind of like i'm just just taking it all in uh i'm i'm really had a lot to take in there i i, I didn't know what to make of it at first i was still kind of caught in the 
in the new age when i first got back i was still kind of wrapped up in it and trying to like justify it from that vantage point from the vantage of still being wrapped up in the new age and uh like you needed slowly, it yeah like so and then i even went to some sermons from a, at a protestant church that i felt like were, were speaking to me at, at the time but uh, i came i came to knowing that it was just it's like a it's like business church kind of like jay dyer calls it you know yeah. it was like a, a bunch of guys trying to sell me something i was like what are they trying to sell me why do they all have nikes on i don't know like prosperity preachers yeah pretty much and i was just like there was there were certain aspects and there's a lot of people there that are good there's some good people in that community you know and a lot of them don't have never heard of something like orthodoxy a lot of them just don't know what orthodoxy is i really believe that Uh, there's so many people that have never heard of it that i talk to online offline they'll be like what is that what's that cross what is what is that what are you, like, are Russian? you Russian? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, no. But um, You're like, is it gonna make you upset if I say yes? Because yes, right. <laughs> but yeah, I, people don't understand. People don't. I've told people when I was working at this job that I recently got let go of, I would tell people I'm Orthodox. They're like, oh, you're Jewish. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, that's the only type of Orthodox they've heard of is Orthodox Jews. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to defend myself anymore. Like, <laughs> I'll just sure. Shabbat Shalom. I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. That's great. That's awesome. So no, you, re- I, you realize like, that's it. You start yeah. going to like these. And I started, I start attending church and I find a local pair. I start. Okay. So let's take it step at a time. So I was attending a, a Protestant church. I was attending that for a while. And then I just started like, we were going to Bible studies there and, and, and this thing keeps coming up, faith verse works. And I'm like, man, I read the book of James and it said faith without works is dead and faith oh, and works so, work hand in hand and they're inseparable. Yeah. The solace. And it was, yeah. Yeah. And they, and they, it was like this, uh, it's this interesting thing where they, they, they're solo scriptura, but they don't like the book of James. Like Martin Luther wanted the book of James removed from the Bible. Yep. Because it st- just because of that little part, I believe it contradicts it their it contradicts their whole faith. It directly contradicts it, and you have to have some like weird Jedi mind tricks going on to justify it. Because I was talking to people, I was talking to some of these pastors, and I was like, "So what about this?" And they would they'd be like, "Oh, watch, I'm going to explain it," and they would just give me the runaround and say nothing and never really confront it. And I was like, "I don't." I was like, "What was that?" I even asked my wife. I was like, "Did they even really a- answer that question?" And she was like, no. "No." He just kept talking in circles and never really confronted it. I was like, huh, that's interesting, you know, and it, we just over time, we both started kind of like seeing these things. And all, all during this time, I'm watching Kotel. I'm watching Church of Eternal Logos. I'm starting to watch uh, Father Josiah Trenum. Beautiful. And he's talking about rock and sand. And I'm like, oh, man, is this a foundation of, of sand or rock? And, you know, we're called to be the pillar of truth. Like, what am I standing on here with this Protestantism with this? Or even if it's called non-denominational, right? But it's really just the charismatic movement. And they're really yeah. just Protestants just trying to be non-denominational. But it all really goes back 500 years. And they'll tell you they're preaching about Martin Luther and he's a good guy. And it's like, dude, that dude was a heretic who ran away with a nun from a convent. Like, come yeah. on, guys. People don't even. <laughs> like, it's, but it's they, just... they don't they don't want to hear that. Right. Yeah. Just focus on just focus on the just focus on the Bible. Right. Yeah. I don't want to be too harsh because I mean I was just one of those people. But it's 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 interesting. It's 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 definitely a denial of of something that's kind of like right in front of your face. Once you see once you start studying the church history, you can't unsee it. I don't see how you can study church history and not become orthodox as a Christian. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's people that leave the faith that were like born. And I think sometimes that's, sometimes that's the issue. People that were cradle Orthodox, they have a lot of respect for converts because they're like, Oh, it's so beautiful how much you love the church. And a lot of them have, yeah. have fallen away. I know. I mean, there's like stories of people who were um, Orthodox becoming Buddhists. And I'm like, how do you do that? I'm, yeah. I see. I was talking to Jerry from exposing powerful lives. And I was like, wait, people fall away from Orthodox. Like I was so like mind blown. I was like, yeah. how does that happen? I was Dude. like, I couldn't even wrap my head around it. The devil's putting that- in, putting in work, man. It's, it's crazy to me because I've never seen a more fulfilling representation of truth, purity, of, of everything I've ever looked for in spirituality, religion, whatever, it, Christianity, it, the fulfillment of that is in orthodoxy. That's what it's, it's hard to tell people because they're just like, oh, you're, you're Christian. There can't be any mystical ritual. There can't right? be, you but can't, I wasn't you Christian, you know, you can't have I was a this. Kundalini yogi. Yeah. I was like yogied out. You're like, trust you know? me. I know. <laughs> like I've been there everywhere except Christianity is what I wanted to do. And I delved into it as far as I could go till I saw the demons. And I was like, Hey, the demons are real. This is real. So what's on the other side of that fence? Yeah. It's spiritual warfare. Real, right. So that, so the spiritual, once I know the spiritual warfare is real, I was a hundred percent put in front of my face with that womkish. And then also, which side the, do you choose the pandemic going on? And so dude, all, then it's like, oh man, it's really putting things into perspective. Wow, we are all in the midst of spiritual warfare, whether you're in the Womkish or not. You know, you're. This is real. This is happening all around us. Everywhere. I still can't discern um, the whole pandemic thing, whether or not it's done more good or more bad spiritually for people. I feel like it's woken a lot of people right. up. It's exposed a lot of stuff. Right. But it's also like. Right. You can look at both sides and be like, oh, it's done a lot. A lot of people have come to the church. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people are being baptized Orthodox. But you're also like, you look at the other side and you're like, people are completely denying the fact that there's man and woman and that little little boys can be little girls and little girls can be little boys. It's like, I can't really tell, are we, are we heading in a good direction or are we like falling really, really far off? So it's like, I'm, I'm having a hard time discerning what's, what's really going on, but it woke me up. Yeah. yeah, I was it, like a, a trumper. I was like a trumper, a QAnon person, you know, and there's a lot of good that comes from certain things. But then I started realizing I'm worshiping a politician. Yeah, no, I, I was into the Trump thing at first, too. I was going to the because, I mean, they were shutting down beaches in San Diego. I'm like, I was just mad they were shutting down. Beaches. Exactly. Like, How are you going to shut down a beach in San Diego? How are you yeah. going to shut down nature? I mean, I'm still <laughs> I'll still get mad about that. I, don't care. Like, I was out there like hopping over the fence like, look at me. I'm at the bay. Yeah. Kind of show people just be like, hey, you can go. What, go is the it. cop going to tackle me for swimming in the ocean? I don't remember know. they remember they uh, got that. They arrested that one guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, they serving. did. They did. He was doing like uh, it was like a yogi guy doing yoga on the he got on arrested the, on the paddleboard. He's like out there by himself. They're like concerned about everybody's safety, like he's spreading some disease. Right. It's madness. Yeah. The logic in that didn't it, it really didn't add up. Well, there, there is but, none. <laughs> yeah, there was none. The thing with Trump was he presented himself. He didn't blatantly say he was against the vaccines, but he implied. I don't want to. I don't want to. I got to watch yep. my language here. That's but fine. He, he implied that he was against that at, at the beginning and then yeah. became a salesman for well, the same course. thing. At the end. Money. And, and, it, and it makes sense. It makes sense when you really know. That's a great sales a politician. tactic. It's a politician. You know, I mean, it's a great sales tactic. You're like, he never was an outsider coming against no. these people. He's always no. been. Yep. Part of the group that we're not part of. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so with, with the pandemic, it, did it give you an opportunity to kind of find orthodoxy? Oh, dude, it, totally, it totally gave me an opportunity to really delve into a lot of the orthodox literature, reading 
the spiritual struggle from uh, Elder Paisios, who's Saint Paisios, but on the yep. book back then it's Elder. Elder, yep. Had the and just um, delving into Father Seraphim Rose, tons of his work. I had a lot of time to really sit and pray and and, and work on my prayer life, and uh, got myself a prayer book. You know, the Orthodox um, travel edition from Rome Press, and just this little, really this little one or no? It's uh, this the, one. Le- right the, I got it right next to me, actually. Oh, little, nice, perfect. That boy right here, right? That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that one. And um, yeah, I've just been just have my little humble prayer corner and. Um, I've had a lot of time to really sit and contemplate and, and piece these things together th- throughout these, all these experiences that I've been describing. And, um, and, it, and it really comes together the more I read and the more I delve into orthodoxy, yep. the more all this makes sense, you know, and it, and it all happened for a reason. And God was trying to show me something the whole time. And a lot of things that something else is that's hard is when you find the truth, which another thing that the truth is a who and not a what, you exactly. know, but people, it's hard and I'm guilty of this myself. It's like hard to not be prideful. And we still have yeah. to, we still have to remember, just like yeah. we say, say in the liturgy, like we're the chief mm-hmm. of all sinners is exactly. like, we have this truth, but how we disperse it and how we, yeah. how we share it is truly what shows if we're Christians or not, you 100%. know, you can really throw people off. Yeah. That's something I need to work on myself is my pride. Honestly, I'll, I'll be yeah, a, same. up front hundred percent. I have, uh, I have issues with my pride. Well, it's our new age background. Yeah. Where it's like all right? about the ego. It's funny. They're like, you need to yeah. lose your ego, but in order to lose your ego, you need to have the biggest ego. Right. Right. Doesn't yeah. make any it's sense totally, at all. Yeah. And there's, and there's, yeah, it, it, it doesn't make sense. It's, it totally collapses upon itself. And that's like the foundation of sand versus a foundation of rock, which I found yeah. with orthodoxy and like jo- father Josiah Trinum has been so key in, in bringing me out Same. of even the, that other layer of the onion of lies. I like to call it. It's like an onion with all these little deceptions. Yep. And I came out of new age into another layer through Protestantism. And it's like, and he, the way he broke it down, cause he was a Protestant pastor. If I'm not I think mistaken, Pres- like he has a, Presbyterian maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He has so. like a lot of experience. Like he went oh, yeah. to years and years of, of, of college. Yeah. Seminary, I think for it. Yeah. 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 So Hearing him in his breakdown, I, I highly recommend anybody coming out of Protestantism who's, who's even curious about orthodoxy, do check out Father Joe Trenum's talks, especially on uh, the Rock and Sand interview. And he, yeah, I, can, I believe that's a book he wrote as well. It is. I can throw the links in there. Also, like Jonathan Pajot. Yeah. And oh, then God. You, love Jonathan Pajot, too. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I like Lord of Spirits. I'm not sure if you listen to any Lord of Spirits. I don't know if I've listened to that. Oh, I might have uh-oh. listened to a lot. It's um, but I don't know if I've that. Father Father Stephen DeYoung and Father uh, Andrew Damick. They're it's ancient faith, and I won't go into like some of the aspects that I I don't like about. But Lord of Spirits is if you like Pajot, and right. if you if you like symbolism and like learning about you know like deep deep stuff, it's it's pretty cool. Like they do like astrology versus astronomy, and how it's okay for us right. to believe in astronomy. Yeah, but we don't. No, that's fo- a good we, don't, we don't follow the stars. Exactly. They don't determine exactly. your life, you know. But when you get into herbalism, it's interesting how it links up with the moon cycles and all that stuff. Of course, like the farmer's almanac, like when to plant yeah. things. But I mean, yeah, who, who who created all that? Of course. Yeah, God. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's exactly. good to know. It's you have to know the the parameters. Yeah. There's parameters here. Or you right? go too far one way, or you go too far one way. You can go, and it's really easy to fall yeah. off track in certain areas. Herbalism could be one of them, and it's you know, it's just good to have a spiritual father to talk to. Exactly. About about these things yeah that'll go at the beginning of the video i'm not sure if you saw the new warning i have 
Yeah, I've I've seen that. Yeah, I, I, need, I need to get myself one of those. Dude, I'll I'll send you one. <laughs> <If> you, <laughs> right? Because people are like, people yeah, get don't so, listen to me. Don't listen about, to me. Why Why like, would you go go talk to a priest, please? Yeah, I'm we, I'm just coming out. Like I was just doing 15 grams of mushrooms like in 2021. So don't yeah. listen to me. Right? <laughs> I still need. I haven't even been baptized. I have a lot of work to do. I have yeah. a ton of work to do, and that's what Same. I'm trying to do as I'm, as I'm trying to do that work, do that inner work. Before it's a, I'm, it's a lifelong journey. That's what's, that's what's, yeah. what's so beautiful about, about orthodoxy. So you, so you're reading the books, you're watching the videos and shout out to everybody mm-hmm. that's, that's helped both of us on our journey. We have a lot of similar people who have helped, um, with your, with your wife, was she, was she open to it as much as you, or did you kind of take the lead? At first? No, I took the lead, but I I've heard, I, I read online too. I was kind of looking at it. It's, it that tends to be a common theme. Well, it's that, that tends- not to like, put gender roles on thing, which I do believe there's right. gender, gender roles for a reason in certain aspects, yeah. but no, it's like, it's we're, we're supposed to be the spiritual leader of the household. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, know, I, I truly believe that. I truly believe that. That's not and, a bad um, thing. No, that's not a bad we'd, thing. We'd be nothing without our wives. I, I would I honestly would probably exactly. be homeless right now. Exactly. So it's like, if we can and take that so, at first step. talking to myself on like mushrooms, probably, yeah, you not know? who knows, who knows where I can <laughs> I saw yeah. a glimpse of that that night. I saw a glimpse of my future of what I could become. And I was like, it, it, I, and I would see those people wandering in the streets talking to themselves. I'm like, how they become like that? Easy. It's like doing way too many of or, these mushrooms. Or just doing it once. Yeah, even once. Some people even lose their mind one many. time. Yeah, LSD, it could be one time. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got very I got very lucky. I mean, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but yeah. I got I got pretty dang lucky. So your wife wasn't as as sure about it. So what? How did you figure this out? I just kind of you know what I, I I went online and I was uh, watching some videos and listening to um, there was some spiritual elder and he was talking about I can't remember exactly who it was, but it was really good advice. And he was saying if your wife's not receptive to it just stay patient and i kept going to the i kept attending the protestant church with her i was like you know i'm going to stay patient and i think she'll see it eventually and i'll just keep recommending and playing see, in the background see what that this isn't the place to be that this is not the place okay yeah that the protestantism is not the place to be like that she'll see what i'm seeing like because i was starting to see like this is not it like they're trying to sell me something and i'm just not buying it this whole faith first works things like these i know these things are like intertwined and they work together like I've exactly read i know that so it's like you can't separate these things and it says it right it. there yeah I use this emotional manipulation and like i could just sense all of it and coming to oh we're gonna do an altar call but it's not an altar it's a stage and there's a bunch of lights and i was like man and i fog machine I like, and disco ball yeah right and i was like and i was playing in the background at home, I would play Father Josiah Trenum. I just play it kind of loud and we'd go and I just kind of like, and, and eventually I think these ideas started like clicking. Yeah. I think it just started, it, 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 it's a matter of time. And, and we started going to these life groups and like a uh, Bible studies and things of that nature. And e- even more so you start seeing the kind of the flaky nature and the wish well, the, sh- the shallowness some of it like and there's yeah there's a lot of shallowness and there's also this talk of like seasons we're going through this season and i'm going through that season and right now i'm doing this season, and, it, and it provides like a an area an for a lot of wishy wishy-washiness to not commit to not yeah. be rock solid like we're yeah. called to be in the it's faith, like uh you know? it's like mer- mer- mercury in retrograde right <laughs> yeah like these things are ha- ha- bad or happening because of this the stars and the moons and my Mercury's in retrograde. It's like, no, these things are bad because you're worshiping demons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, um, my, my wife wasn't like, 
she definitely was not against it at all. She had just lost yeah. three three very important people in her life, um, her brother, her grandfather, and her best friend. So she was, I think she was looking for for something to to have more meaning. And like you said, I think I only went maybe like five times without her. I, th I think maybe less, maybe right. more. And then I think if people can see that you're serious about it and they can see the change in you, they're like, okay, maybe I'll check it out. And I, th I think for us, that was kind of, that was kind of it. Yeah. So you went yeah, to no, an she, Orthodox church. When? I, so the first time I went, I went with my wife, she did come with. Me. Wow. Beautiful. She, she wanted to come. She wanted to come with me at that point. And, um, she was pretty receptive. It was just, there was, there was definitely a struggle with both of us kind of coming out of Protestantism and like, we were under emotional manipulation and it was hard to come to that realization. Sometimes it's hard to admit, oh, I'm being emotionally manipulated right yeah. now. And it, and it, that was just a big part of it. Like uh, being able to admit that to ourselves. And it's the great thing about orthodoxy is like, you can recognize when something is, it's easier to recognize those things. Yeah. It puts the passions into perspective. And yeah. I'm like, oh, this is very passion driven. And like uh, the charismatic aspects that I see falling out of certain aspects, it's, it, it really puts it into perspective when yeah. you start learning what it really is supposed to be, what worship and, and, and what it's supposed to be like when you see it in an Orthodox church. And then you, it, there's an, it's just totally different. You could feel the holiness. You know you're supposed to be respectful. There's not going to be somebody in the back with a tambourine like, you know what I'm saying? There's not going to be that. You know Unfor what I mean? Unfortunately, you know, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> but um, sometimes it'd be nice so, to have a little guitar solo in the liturgy. No. Right. No. <laughs> no. No, we have a beautiful choir at uh, St. Anthony's Antiochian. Wow. At St. Anthony's Antiochian Orthodox Church, a beautiful choir. Glory to God. Yeah. Glory to God for the choir. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, so we started going there. I've, I've been talking to uh, Father John. I ju we just became catechumen. We're going to our catechumen class uh, tomorrow, cool. our first one. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we're going Epic. to a vigil outside of um, Planned Parenthood tomorrow as well. So we got a busy day. I wish busy, that's tomorrow. something we'll, we'll get into that in a second. That'll be our, our topic because I know you have a story about that too. If you got yeah, time. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I have time for that as well. Cool. So yeah. yeah, like I wish that we would do more maybe i just need to take initiative because i know my church feels the same way i do about that situation but i think maybe i just right. need to take take initiative and i would like to do some of those things it's beautiful yeah no it was really it was a beautiful experience it was so powerful that the first one that we attended a few saturdays ago and um you what was the reaction the warfare there's there's definitely some people that drive by and flip you off and uh there's going to be people there was also a protestant group that's a little bit more aggressive and they've been toning it down like you're going to hell Kind of, yeah, like the signs that are just like trying to shame people. God, God, God hates fags, those type of people. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. They, but when I was there, apparently they had toned it down a little bit from the week before, or the, from the previous. Yeah, that's not going to get your message across. Yeah, no, and it almost like look, makes us look bad because people can't tell the difference. Like, I mean, you could tell if you know. Is your priest there? Think, yeah, it was. It was being led by a priest, um, a, a local priest who's friends with Father John. Cool another orthodox priest yeah cool so it was being led by him you could definitely feel the tension there's people driving close to some of the the people that are like near the road like you could feel people like screeching out and um the spiritual warfare is real but it, it makes it that much more powerful and and just kneeling out there praying and oh wow uh, yeah we're, we're out there kneeling on the cement and, have you uh, seen the videos of like um right now with the whole rovers wade thing there's a uh, the catholics are being targeted which is very unfortunate because you know like there's a lot right? of very yeah. devout catholics and they yeah. 
they love the mother of God and they're totally. very, very pro-life. And, you know, they're doing the same thing. They're doing like the uh, Hail Mary outside of churches and they're having fake blood thrown on in them. And wow. Yeah. That's it's crazy. It's just because people don't know about orthodoxy. Yeah. Like I was worried about my church and then I realized nobody knows about my church. Yeah. Like I don't have to protect my church. I mean, I do, but you know what I mean? It's like, nobody's going to come storming in. Hopefully I pray to God because right. I don't know. I don't know if, how I would react. Um, I'm trying to, I've been watching some videos about how to react and, you know, try to catch it before it happens. Make sure that the, um, I would probably sure. use some jujitsu. I've taken some jujitsu. <laughs> it's pretty good at like, kind of, I mean, you know, you can kind of like not use too much aggression, put someone you could in just a hold them and kind of call the cops them and just be like, okay, it's okay. It's really kind of quiet. It's okay. You know? It's okay. Go to sleep. It's okay. Go to sleep. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to make sure like the Catholics, um, their tabernacles have been getting stolen with the, with the consecrated gifts in them. And it's like something wow. that, um, that's, that's, I was watching is like, we need to make sure that uh, the, our holy gifts are, are safe because they, yeah. um, this group called Ruth sent us. I'm not sure if you've seen anything of that. I have, I've seen some of, uh, I saw yeah. through channel, um, Instagram, through yep. your Instagram page. Yep. They're basically saying yeah, they're no, going to, they're going to burn the Eucharist. Yeah. I saw them making a picture of, I think it was, uh, they, they thought it was Mary, but I think it was actually a saint, a different saint of a woman. They were saying something sacrilegious towards oh, Mary. Saint Holga. It was totally yeah, and they were saying something blasphemous. Something. Did, it was did very, you see the comments? I did. I pray, did. Saint Olga, pray for us, our mother and protector. And yeah, yeah. People like a lot of didn't work out too well. <laughs> no. They're not having it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful that you're doing it. I guess that um, so you're you're becoming a, you're a catechumen. You're going to classes. They're a lot of fun. I another thing that people don't realize is that like even though I'm, I guess technically kind of newly illumined. I'm still a catechumen. Right. Forever. Right. You know, I'll always be, be learning. And that's, I think it's so awesome. Like, I don't know. I have, I know nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't let I mean, the icons fool you. I know nothing, yeah. you know, I've, I've got so much to learn and, and it's, it's just, that's the beauty of orthodoxy is it's so deep and it's like, it's so rich, yeah. so deep, spiritually rich, not like, you know, this financial materialistic richness, but a spiritual richness that I've, I've never seen another any other type of spirituality. I mean, like the first time I attended St. Anthony's Antiochian church, I, I got to sit down with an elder and he was telling me about someone in his family who got who got their arms severed in, in from the Turkish the Turkish situation where the Turks came in and took over uh Constantinople. Yep. He was talking like way back, crazy history, Orthodox history. And it was just so beautiful to be able to sit down and share a meal and talk with someone like that. And he had this just this massive, intense Orthodox cross on his chest. And it was just, he was such a cool dude. So Epic. respectable. One so day. humble, Right. And, um, I was, I was just really humbled to be able to sit and speak with him for the, for the period of time that I was with my wife. Yeah. There's a grace that exists within the Orthodox church, like, like nothing else I've ever experienced. So I think it's, it's crazy. So with, with the whole Roe versus Wade and kind of, we were kind of leading into like, uh, you know, that whole, that whole movement. I know you have, um, you have one child or two, two. I have two children. Yeah. I have oh, my yeah. son Malachi, who's eight years old. And then I have my daughter Maya, who is four Beautiful. years old. So Malachi Rocky Rattel, Maya Aurora. Hey, Rattel. nice. I like it. I like yeah. it. So being a father and I have a, I have a, a, a six-year-old son and, you know, me and my wife plan on having kids of our own when, awesome. when, when the Lord allows, I'm very, I'm not happy with what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really pretty disgusting. So I know you have a story I about, do. about how things could have been differently for you if yeah. you had, if you had 
chosen that path or if you know if your wife and you had chosen chosen that path so yeah if you want to if you want to share a little bit about that yeah um a few years ago back in uh like 2017 ish my wife was pregnant with our second child we did not know she was pregnant she was born with a specific disease an illness and um she has issues with her liver due to it and there was a fluid buildup in her in her she basically has stage four liver disease a stage four liver disease to put to put it into some sort of perspective um without getting into too much details but she was born with it and there was a fluid buildup in her stomach which caused her to go into labor very premature with our daughter our daughter maya or Rattel, and she was given a 10 percent chance of living by the doctors so they were really trying to push a 10 percent chance of on. living yeah that that's what they told us they told us that she has like a 10 percent that the, the chances of her surviving if she goes forward with the pregnancy were, were really low that's what they were it felt like they were really pushing is that is that the one that i hear screaming that is the one you hear screaming in the background love it. right now. Love it. Yeah. It's not too. It's not. It's not. It's not loud. I love it. Hey, there's proof of proof of life right there. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So we were we were moving. We were going to these appointments, getting checked out, and um, everyone around us. She's working at a salon at the time. We're living in North Park, which is very kind of liberal. Like right down the street, they have the Pride Parade. Just to put that into perspective, what kind of area we're living in at the time. So she's working at a salon. We're in North Park. Pride parade down the street. Everyone around us, you need to abort. You already have a child. You already have a family. Why would you risk losing your whole family in this to to, to have one more child? And da, da 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 da, putting all these doubts and these these thoughts in our head. And uh, we had we felt like we had nowhere to turn. And um, we didn't know about the Orthodox Church at the time. We were uh, this is years ago. I was still in the New Age, deep into that. But I did you, know you about appreciated Christ. the sanctity of life. Yeah, I appreciated the sanctity of life, and I still had some root of the Holy Spirit, I think, in me from just my, even my Catholic upbringing, and my mother praying, and I, I have family members that do pray devoutly still, and uh, um, so anyways, we're, we're moving forward with that, and I'm just like, I can't, there's no way that I can uh, abort my child, there's no way I can murder my child, I know what this is, I know this is murder, it's not a fetus, this is a, this is a life, this is my unborn child, this is my unborn daughter. And she wasn't having it either, but it was, it was a terrifying situation. It was a terrifying conclusion to come to that. Like when someone's telling you, you only have a 10% chance of living and you're risking everything, you know, to have your daughter to, to do what you feel is right, to do what you feel is righteous. And then there was a moment, you know, we, we, uh, I was sitting with her in the hospital and it came real fast. They just rushed her in. They kind of said we were going to have a certain amount of time beforehand, like an hour or two, and they just rushed her in, kind of came in like something had happened on the monitors. They knew they needed to get her in there right then and there. Yes. So it was real quick, and I'm just kind of left in the in the hospital room. I went into the waiting room, and I came back into the hospital room because I just wanted to be by myself. And I was praying to Jesus Christ, and I, I knew in that moment, even though I was in the yoga and all these other things, I didn't call out to Shiva. I didn't call out to the Dalai Lama. Thank God. In that moment when, yeah, thank God I didn't, because who knows what would happen. But um, in that moment, I knew I had to call out to Christ. It was weird. I was broken. It was like this broken desperation. And, and I called out to Christ, and I felt, I felt the Holy Spirit in my heart let me know that my wife was going to survive, that we were going to be okay. There was this reassurance in my heart that I cannot explain, and it wasn't like the Blue Pearl experience. It was a totally different experience. And um, 
there was there was a voice in my heart, not a, not an audible voice, but it spoke to my heart, and it let me know you're doing the right thing, and and I'm and I, and I'm here with you, and I'm going to guide you guys through this basically. And my wife ended up surviving. She ended up surviving, and and my beautiful daughter was born. She was born two months uh, premature. She was two wow. pounds four ounces, but um, she survived. Wow. She she went to NICU, and she we stuck there with her, and and stayed stayed uh nurturing her for for months on end and she was finally able to come home he was in NICU for months yeah i I've, it's hard to really piece all that a together. long time it was it was either it felt like a month and a half it you didn't like get forever. to you didn't get to go home with your baby girl right away no we That's didn't get sure. to go it felt like forever it feels like forever when you, your child's in the NICU yeah because you're um, going home and sleeping and coming back yeah exactly yeah and we were there we were very on top of it because i mean it was it was a very personal situation to us and i mean obviously it's our child but even more so with all the everybody telling us to kill our child and no we're not gonna you know you, you learn to appreciate life even more it puts life into perspective and um that's how i came that was the beginning of me coming back to christianity yeah after that i still went out to do my nonsense i fell away but i felt like that night when I jumped into the fire, it was like God reminding me of the promise I made that night to him. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, this dude. Is, you know what I mean? Like, this is, uh, I, I gave you your child. You know what I mean? I gave you this and it's, and I made a promise to him that night and I was reminded and I, and, and I hope I never forget again, you know, and I, I don't plan on it anytime soon. I have no, I have no interest in the new age anymore. I have, yeah. I have a lot of new agent. I have a lot of, I have a lot of interest in, in helping people out of the new age yeah, because of my experience in it. And I think that is the place that I can find in this, in this world. And in this aspect of talking to people online is uh, one thing I do know is the new age. I, I know orthodoxy slightly. I'm coming into it. I'm still new, but I know the new age, like the back of my hand. Yeah. And I want to help other people out of it. Yeah. It's beautiful. I think it's, um, it's not an easy task. I'll tell you that because right? that's like, yeah, that's like the worst one to be sucked into. I think it's, you know, like I'm not dogging anybody, but I think getting out of the new age is harder than getting out of, you know, any, any form of Christianity. But it, I, like I said earlier, people are, are seeming to understand, like, it's all a lie. Yeah. It's, it's one, it's one big well, deception the, after another. Well, pandemic aspect. It, it's like uh, everything that went on with that. I think it's waking a lot of people up. Yeah. Even in the new age, there's people that all agree at least with on um, certain aspects of that. You know what I mean? In, in that in that range, we can we can agree on certain things, but then the ultimate truth gets lost, which is a shame because it's the ultimate truth, and there is no getting around it. And yeah. the truth is a who, not a what. Exactly. It really is. It's, it's hard to it's Christ. hard to explain to people. They're like, "What's the truth?" And I I had somebody ask me that recently when we were we had to do our um possible service and our Holy Week services at a Catholic church because a fire almost burned down our parish. Oh yeah, I saw that. Dur I during saw Holy that. Week, yeah. I so that I had somebody come up to me, some homeless guy, and he was like, hey, do you mind if I come in? I'm I'm looking for the truth and I want to know what the truth is. And I said, well, I could tell you one thing and it might not make any sense to you, but the truth is a who. And if, if you want to come inside and you know sit there quietly you can't receive the sacraments or, or any of those things but he came in this this guy homeless filthy but such a pure heart and he sat in the back the whole time stood up when it was time to stand up three hours he sat there he came up and he prostrated in front of the cross wow. like it was beautiful just to see that people people are it's sad people are lost but it's beautiful to see that um orthodoxy starting to gain 
I don't like to use the word traction, but it's starting to starting to arise here in the West. And I think it's, you know, like NPR just posted that article. I know. I saw about, that. About the Russian Orthodox that. Church. It's like, okay, so the target's yeah. on the target's it's like good and bad. We had a target on our back now, but now it's our yeah. job to show people um what the truth is. And my friend Ian John, um, he me and him talk a lot on Instagram and, and whatnot. He was saying he posted something funny the other day, like orthodoxy de-radicalized me. He's right. like, for any journalists that are following Dude, my page, me it de-radicalized me. Me too. Me too. A hundred percent. I was really radical with the, uh, you know, I was, I don't, I don't like uh, labels. I'm not going to label myself because the whole, like uh, the whole thing, the whole far right thing can get a little, it can get in, it, yeah. it can get tricky. Yeah. You get tricky out there. The, the, I just, what I've learned is to stay away from politics because really yeah. there is no political um, answer to these, these problems you're seeing in the world. It's a spiritual, there's a spiritual answer yeah. and it's, and it's orthodoxy and it's Jesus Christ, our Lord and savior. It really is. And it, and it, it may take, I hope it doesn't take people going through what I went through to realize that hopefully they can live vicariously through my story and here and, and connect some dots and, and, you know, and, and talk to some people and go visit a parish for yourself, go visit a, an Orthodox church for yourself and speak exactly. to the priest and, and see what you feel in your heart and take some time to pray and, and really do, there is work to do in that, in that regard, but it's so worth it. It is. It's so worth it in the end. If you really come, come at it from, with a genuine heart. Yeah. There's like this weird little quote. It's like, well, work is work, but it's well worth it. You know, it's like, yeah. Well, it's work. People are like, oh, that's going to suck. I'm like, well, work is work, but it's going to be worth it. It's like, you have to just get past that. Like, you know, as the new age likes to say, you have to um, play with your, with your shadows or whatever the heck your shadow oh, self. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is nonsense, right? It's like yeah. welcoming demons into you. Yeah. Like, yeah. We just need to like, you know, accept the shadow in your shadow self. And da-da-da. that's like, that sounds like a demon. Like, it's like, how would you like recognize it? That sounds like what people see when they smoke too much meth and stay up for five days, like shadow people. Like, yeah, it's I don't like need that how about in my you life. Recognize the shadow <laughs> and work on it, not work with it. You it's know, like, like how about I come to orthodoxy? <laughs> like, you know, yeah, don't do any of that. Well, Mark, I think and maybe for like part one, or you know, I think we'll be. I think we. I would love to do more. Uh, I had a, a great time. Yeah. Talking oh, this to you. This was know. awesome. This was I, awesome, dude. I think it gives people a perspective, especially coming from two people like, like us, you know, we're, we're definitely not, um, we've been through a lot. We're, we're not the typical Christians, I no. guess, whatever that, whatever that means, you know, as far as society is concerned, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And I think that that is a good thing to some extent, and it can, it can help uh, other people hopefully relate and see that, Hey, we're normal folks that have been through the same stuff that a lot of people are going through currently right now yeah. delving into. And, um, you know, you, it's, it, it doesn't lead anywhere good. The way I was going, it wasn't leading anywhere good. It led same. me to a, a pit of fire, it, swan diving into yeah. it, belly and first. I, That's literally I, where it led me. And I tried to, I mean, I haven't done any psychedelics or, or drugs since being baptized or even like, I think prior to being a catechumen, I like took a hit of a joint again. And right. I, I knew the thing is I knew I was going to hate it. Like, yeah, I absolutely knew I was going to hate it. And I hit it and I was like, I hate the way I feel right now. And I had to like, you know, tell my now spiritual father, like, Hey, I did this as like a test. He's like, well, right. that's kind of a stupid test, but, <laughs> but I was like, I hate it. I'll never do it again. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. Like, no, the, a video that I felt was really powerful 
in that regard was uh, the Father Spirit and Bailey one. Yep, the marijuana uh, one. I'm, and and it, honestly, I'm I'm surprised there's not more videos like that. But I'm happy he put it out because it needed it needs to be confronted because it gets overlooked. And I think a lot of yeah. people so it's so innocent it doesn't even need to be confronted or or it doesn't need to be cut out. Some people don't think they don't need to cut it out because they can do it and seem normal and maybe other people don't notice and maybe they, they think it's not affecting them in a negative way. But I mean, Father Josiah Trenum and him both on that subject. Amazing. Really, I highly recommend. Yeah, well, uh, I'll put some I'll put some links. If you have any that you that helped you uh, send yeah. them away and I'll drop them in the oh, description for sure. and I'll make sure to put your stuff in there because you've been doing some videos, which which are I like, too. So I think uh, I think you should and I'm going to be up it. in. Yeah, I'm going to be up in the quality here soon, too. So there will be some some better visual quality cool. and audio and I'll be getting a mic and some some better lighting as well. And so. don't and don't just like yeah. from some advice from me. Don't don't yeah. listen to what don't listen to what people say. Right. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to read those YouTube comments. Because so. you're a catechumen, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be that. If you right. have a, if, get a blessing, if you have a blessing, do it. Right. You know, it's like people are like, "Oh, you're a catechumen. You shouldn't do this. You need to be quiet for five years or ten years." Is now the time to be quiet? I don't think so. Right. I think yeah. we should. I think we should preface with, "I'm not clergy. I don't know anything." But I'm going to share my experiences and share what I know because now I don't think is the time to be silent about our faith and about the issues going on in the world. You know, we're called yeah. to be both salt and light. I think there's a balance and it's, it's hard to find yeah. sometimes. Sometimes you overdo it on one yeah. end and not on the other. And, you know, Most definitely. so don't listen to what people say, man, as long as you got the blessing of your, your priest, your spiritual father, or, you know, I don't think you're really even getting into thing that you're, I think most of your videos you're like reading. Yeah. I'm really, I like, I like when I, when I'm mostly, when I talk about orthodoxy and uh, the theology, I'm reading from like a saint. Yeah, that's what I like to do because yeah. it's like, who? What does my opinion really matter on that? I'll yeah. tell you my opinion on New Age. Don't don't, don't do it. it. It's the oldest lie <laughs> in the book, dude. New Age, oldest lie in the book in the Bible, dude. It's like yep. you could trace it right back to Genesis. I remember coming back from that experience and reading Genesis and like, how did I miss this? I, I like know. that New Age, the oldest lie in the book. Yeah, that might exactly. be the that might be the title. <laughs> it might. That's a that's a good title. It's a good title, man. So, um, do you have anything else? If not, we can wrap up with a prayer if you don't mind all. Yeah, no, we can definitely wrap it at this point. I think we covered all bases. Pretty, yeah. Pretty there was always good. something afterwards that I realized we didn't. Yeah, talk I'll about. look back and I'll be like, dang it. I forgot that. But yeah. I, I actually remembered a couple moments that I haven't remembered in the past telling this story, like that moment of the, the gentleman and uh, chasing us and through the night. So that was cool. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad it. And uh, I really like that uh, St. Patrick prayer that you did recently. Like I bind. Da, 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 da. It almost yeah. reminds me of the craft, but like yep. Orthodox Christian. Yep. yep. I know. I know that's a weird reference. I know what you mean. Because, but, it's what you like, mean. <laughs> but it's like using it. It's almost like like it's a powerful prayer. It's using it's really it. Really powerful. It's like using it. Using it. Them. Yeah. Like binding them. yourself away from evil from 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 you know what I mean? Yep. And it's it's powerful when you hear it because he yeah. fought against all the, all that paganism in, in Ireland and I'm Irish and I was getting deep into my Celtic roots. Yeah. The serpents have you, like, have you thought about a name for, uh, your baptismal? Have you thought St. Patrick's a good Um, one? I haven't, I haven't, yeah. I haven't. My son is, that was, was my father's was name. My on... father's name was Patrick. Really? Yeah. My, RIP, my, rest my, in peace. Yeah. Oh, really? Sorry to hear that, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, no worries. No worries. My son was born on St. Patrick's day. So he, cho he's also, baptized as patrick so oh, okay and it's awesome. like a, it's a good one for kids to, especially like it's good for them to have like that's like a great saint to learn about as a child you know oh, what yeah. i mean it's like yeah. it gives you a lot of a lot of stories and, and stuff 
especially so, if if you have someone in your family with the new age background like we do because he drove the pagans out of ireland the way yep. he fought that was just really they're, powerful they're coming back though oh yeah no it, it's <laughs> it's repeating itself it's in a, cycles man it's a revival the pagan revival is uh and i just went and saw the northman and it kind of shows what real paganism it looks is. like a good flick it looks like Dude. an interesting flick it, it kind of i want to check it out it kind of lifted the out. veil. It's like Hollywood lifted the veil on what paganism really is. It's like they didn't water it down as much. And it's like, this is what you guys want to come back. Right? Like, really? I, I want to check that out. I yeah, you check should. It out. It's good. Uh, bring, bring a prayer rope. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got it all times, dude. <laughs> I don't take it off. I sleep with it and everything. Good. <laughs> like, it doesn't yeah, it was a good, it was a good movie. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll end with a prayer if, if you don't mind. No, I don't mind cool. at all. Bro. All right. Perfect. In the name of the Father, the Son. And the Holy Spirit, O heavenly King, O Comforter, the Spirit of Truth, who art in all places and fill us all things, treasury of good things and giver of life, come and dwell in us and cleanse us from every stain and save our souls, O gracious Lord. Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. All Holy Trinity, have mercy on us. Lord, cleanse us from our sins. Master, pardon our iniquities. Holy God, visit and heal our infirmities for thy name's sake. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, both now and ever and to the ages of ages. Amen. Amen. And um, for my uh, Catholic brothers out there, I'm going to do a quick hail mary so you know let's do they're, it they're going through a lot hail mary full yeah. of great hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed are thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus christ holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death amen amen brother so hey good one yeah that was good dude that I'm was happy. awesome i I'm really happy. enjoyed that and it was a pleasure to know you because we haven't really spoken until no. here which is kind of cool sometimes to leave it because then like it's it. raw and it's like we're really meeting for the first time on air. And that's yes. really what it Sometimes was. I'll talk to somebody like like how we had talked for a few minutes and then I'm like, all right, hold on, let's yeah. let's press record because we're already getting into into the conversation. Yeah. Well, thank right. you, Mark. Uh, I appreciate your time. Make sure that you guys look at uh his videos. His videos are awesome. I love I love what you're doing. I think it's beautiful. I think we need more people that aren't afraid to to share their journey. And yeah, I look I look forward to posting this video and I hope that. You have a blessed day and that the Lord uh, guides you and your family. And I'll be, I'll be praying for you. I'll add you to my uh, nightly commemoration, which is something I, I need to do. So yeah, man, Christ is risen. Christ uh, is risen, brother. Truly. Thank you dude. so much for having me on. I'm course, truly dude. humbled by this uh, whole experience and opportunity. And um, yeah, man, I'm just, I just feel blessed to be here. So thank you so much. Thank you. Well, all, Hey, glory to God for all things. So glory to God. I'm brother. just a, I'm just a little pawn in this in this machine or whatever. All right, man. Well, Hey, thank you. God bless. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Glory to God, brother. Later.